Welcome to the Get Smarter with Words podcast, best of the week, for the week of December 7th, 2020. My conversation with Teresa Zilk on the Get Smarter with Words podcast. Teresa, we talk about people of color, and I, I've always felt that term has a, is a double-edged sword. It's, it's both a good thing and a terrible thing. The fact that we have to have the conversation about and talk about people in terms of their skin color in general. We all have a pigment. We all have a color. Um, and, and maybe we don't have to have the conversation. I don't know. To me, it's... it's We're ha- well, it, we do have to have these conversations. We absolutely do have to have these conversations. We do. Um, this summer, um, with all the, uh, the, the uprising, and that's, that's the exact word as to what is, has happened and is happening in this country, um, because we chose in this country not to acknowledge race and the historical wrongdoings that have happened um, around that, the murders and the rapes and all those things, because people have chosen to try to ignore that, to paint it in a different way or, you know, change the history about it. That's why all those things happen. That is exactly why. And then there's a whole system in place to support those those stories that aren't true, those, this whole history, there's a whole system in place to support that. And it doesn't work for black people and other people of color or people who are gay. Um, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's no longer working. And that's why people protest. How is racism different or the same in Arkansas that you faced versus what you faced or have faced in Iowa? I left Arkansas when I was eight. Um, So, I mean, I guess in the South, um, racism is probably, it's probably more in your face as opposed to a place like Iowa um, where you have that whole Iowa nice thing going on. I put that in quotation marks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, the, so, the, so, so the implication may be that we're patting ourselves on the back, but don't break our arms patting ourselves on the back. We may not be as quite as nice as we think we are. Well, of course not. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, come what? On. What? You come mean on. you mean we may be a little delusional, Teresa? Is this what I'm hearing? Yeah. Okay. We just had a presidential election, and how did our state vote? When when Joe Biden was elected um, president of this United States, and Kamala Harris as his uh, as his VP, what what ran through your mind? What were you thinking in that moment? I was glad that he won, um, but uh, the overall guiding thought for me was: we still have work to do. We don't stop working. We don't. When, when, and what I mean by that is we don't. We don't stop um, working on behalf of our. I don't stop working on behalf of my community. Um, I still keep supporting people who are um, fighting for justice. 
on behalf of my community and other communities of color and, and other communities of marginalized people. The work is not over just because Joe Biden got elected and because uh, Kamala Harris is the vice president. We still have a long, long way to go. I remember when Barack Obama um, got elected and, you know, <laughs> of course, we were all re- elated, those of us who voted for him. Uh, other side, maybe not so much. Um, but I remember um, seeing and hearing uh, lots of reports about, you know, um, what did they call it? I think they call it a post-racial era or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, that's crazy. And so, and, and, <laughs> cause it, cause it went obviously because, I mean, it, 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 it didn't, it didn't stop racism. It didn't stop any of those things that, that have happened. It didn't stop the shooting of young black men. It, it hasn't stopped any of that stuff. And the election of Joe Biden is not going to stop those things either. Welcome to the Get Smarter with Words podcast, best of the week, for the week of December 7th, 2020. What then goes into a great thank you note? Well, let's look to Hallmark.com first to see what sort of insight we can get there. Hallmark says, here are some great word tracks to use in a thank you note. You're the best. I'm humbled and grateful. You knocked me off my feet. My heart is still smiling. Your thoughtfulness is a gift I will always treasure. Sometimes the simplest things mean the most. And... I would like to rear up and jackknife my legs and kick you both in the jaw with my foot bone. Let me give you some less sucky ideas that can help you build the most bestest thank you note in history. First, you have to want to send a thank you note. To feel compelled to do. To, to be conscripted into writing a thank you note is yet. That's no good. And it seems obvious, but you would be stunned at how many companies require their employees to write thank you notes. In fact, we work with those companies and train those employees on how to write notes of gratitude that they don't actually feel. That's bad. You have to want it. Next, you you must know why you are sending the card. Does it seem obvious, Johnny? Yes, to show gratitude, to express thanks. You got to feel it. You got to know it, right? You also have to know how you want the person reading it to feel. I want them to feel warm and fuzzy and just, like, grateful for whatever it is. And thank you notes for so many different occasions, right? It could be a client, a customer, someone that did something for you and you want to express your thanks, whatever it is, a close family member, friend, whoever. It also has to contain or should contain proof of details that show that you remember. In other words, all that hallmark crap that I just read off, that could go to anyone. I call that the spray and pray methodology of writing a thank you note. No. The thank you note should demonstrate a level of love. It must be singular and unique to the person, i.e., it can be sent to no other person. I.E., not E-I-E-I-O, by the way. E-I-E-I-O. I.E., what does that mean? I.E., the abbreviation for the Latin phrase id est, meaning that is. Thank you notes should be personal, humorous, void of generic 
cliched, lazy, shortcut, banal, hallmark card, crap, all the rot, gut, mind-numbing sentiments. Banal. So lacking in originality as to be obvious and boring. Oh, by the way, thanks. Welcome to the Get Smarter with Words podcast, best of the week, for the week of December 7th, 2020. Let's talk about drugs. It's medication time. There are two kinds of drug ads. I take drugs! The product claim ad names a drug, notes its generic name and the condition it treats and talks about both benefits and risks in a balanced fashion. Like that rapid fire delivery of potential side effects at the end of every TV ad that we are, have come to know and love but have no idea what they're mumbling. Then there's the reminder ad, which gives the drug's name, but not the drug's use. The assumption is that the audience already knows what the drug is for. This kind of ad does not contain risk information because it does not discuss the condition the drug treats or how well it works. That is up to you. Just listen, just take it. It will cure something. The FDA, by the way, does not approve prescription drug ads in advance. Now, the Motion Picture Association of America will approve movies in advance and give them ratings. The ads that run for those drugs, hey, you know, whatever. We'll work on it after we see it, assuming. And, and the thing is, they try. They, they, they try to see and watch all of the TV ads. we are trying to stop the light. When ads go into a laundry list of side effects, it can become white noise compared to the happy, smiling faces appearing on screen. Like this ad for Ambien, a sedative. When morning comes in the middle of the night. There, already. Can you relate to that? Where you you wake up in the middle of the night and it, it's like 5 a.m. I'm not really sure what the, when morning comes in the middle. Let's hear that again. When morning comes in the middle of the night. Okay, let's keep rolling. <laughs> ah, now I get it. It affects your entire day. So in other words, like I woke up this morning at 4 a.m. Okay, does that impact the rest of my day? Well, I already feel sluggish. Yikes. Do you have anything that can make me go back to sleep when I'm already tired? To get a good night's sleep, try two-layer Ambient CR. The so two-layer Ambient CR, we don't know what the acronym means, and it doesn't really matter. It's like having MBA after your name. And it's two-layer. This sounds like dual protection. And note the nice, peaceful music in the background and the lovely voiceover. First layer dissolves quickly to help you fall asleep. Because so many other of these drugs don't dissolve quickly. They just sit there in your stomach for hours and hours. So you can see the positives already in this drug. And unlike other sleep aids, a second dissolves slowly to help you stay asleep. So you've got a double dose of Ambien. The first dissolves quickly to help you sleep, and the, and the last dissolves slowly to help you stay asleep for 12, 16, sometimes even 24 hours. Often people just never wake up. It's that effective. When taking Ambien CR, don't drive or operate machinery. Sleepwalking and eating or driving while not fully awake with memory loss for the event, as well as abnormal behaviors such as being more outgoing or aggressive than normal, confusion, agitation, and hallucinations may... Well, that doesn't sound bad. 
may occur. Don't take it with alcohol as it may increase these behaviors. Allergic. Well, there goes all the fun of taking drugs. Allergic reactions such as shortness of breath, swelling of your tongue or throat may occur and in rare cases may be fatal. Side effects may include. Okay. Next day, drowsiness, dizziness, and headache. In patients with depression, worsening of depression, including risk of suicide, may occur. If you experience any of these behaviors or reactions, contact your doctor immediately. Wake up ready for your day. Ask your health. You know, wake up ready for your day, assuming you wake up, assuming that your hallucination has not driven you to walk over to your neighbor's house and say, Hi, I'm Bugs Bunny. Where are your carrots? Monday. I'm getting nothing for Christmas except a dictionary. Until then, have a lovely upcoming weekend. We will see you on Monday.